the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. Wind, says my science book, is air moving from areas of high pressure to areas of low pressure. The wind's speed, depending on how great is the difference in pressure. Wind, says my imagination, is creation breathing, the breath flowing in different directions depending on whether creation is inhaling or exhaling. Wind, says my Bible, sometimes anyway, is the Spirit of God moving over creation and moving among us. Before ascending into heaven, Jesus told his disciples that his church's mission was to share the good news of all that he had done with all the people in all the nations of all the world. When it comes to the salvation of the world, in other words, Jesus doesn't think small. He thinks all. He thinks big. So big, he said to them, so bigger than just them, he said to them, that to live into their purpose they would need to be and they would be clothed with power that was power from on high, for it would be the power of the Spirit, the breath, the wind of God. And so, says the book of Acts, came the day of Pentecost, and the disciples were all together in one place, when to be heard was the sound of a mighty and rushing wind 
the wind of the Spirit, which descended now upon them, looking to them like tongues of fire, which ignited and empowered these uneducated Galileans to do something they surely on their own could never have done. They started preaching the gospel in all manner of different languages. And Jews, Jews said Luke, from every nation in the world who were in Jerusalem at Pentecost heard them telling them about Jesus in their own native language. Seems to me clear between the sound of the wind and the sound of the gospel being preached all at once in all these different languages at the same time, this first Pentecost was loud. The wind of the Spirit blowing loud and strong. Sometimes wind is like that. Sitting on our back deck, Kathy and I can still see gaps left by trees that fell before the mighty and loud derecho winds nine months ago. When the strong winds of Pentecost blew, there were things that fell too, those things being the walls, the barriers that so often stand between people of different nations and races and languages and creeds, as in that moment all of them were called together in the name of the one whose saving desire is saving desire for all. Derecho winds, of course, thank God, are rare. Far more often the wind blows less severely, even gently, but still it is there. So too with the blowing of the wind of the Spirit, cacophonous days like the first Pentecost are also rare. Far more often the Spirit of God moves less severely, more gently, but still it is there. Strong or gentle, you cannot ever see the wind. But you can see and you can hear the effects of the wind. Kath and I were given these, these uh, chimes, Corinthian bells, they are called. They react to even quite, quite gentle winds to remind us beautifully and gently that the wind is moving, albeit gently. Paul, in the book of Corinthians, says, not in quite so many words, but between the lines and words, that there are also bells that sound often gently, reminding us that the Spirit is moving, even when it is doing so gently. The first bell, he says, is faith. Faith which, he says, is something bigger than us. Faith which is something possible in heart and mind, he says, only through the movement of the Spirit moving there. Every time you see faith, in other words, or hear faith, or even just desire faith, this is a bell chiming, a chiming announcing that the Spirit is moving. Paul goes on in Corinthians to say that once faith is called into being, the Spirit then continues to move each of us, each in our own unique and different ways, each with our own unique and different gifts to bear witness to Christ in our words and deeds as we live our lives bearing fruits of the Spirit. Fruit, Paul says elsewhere, that look like, sound like, chime like, love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Not, again, as things that we are doing, 
but as things which the Spirit of God is ever moving to do with us, all be it in different ways by different people. For the Spirit of God's dream, it turns out, is not the dream of all of us chiming the same note. That said, though the Spirit is at work in different people in different ways, Two things are consistent whenever it is that the spirit at work among us is the spirit of God and not one of the spirits of this world. The first we see in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost when the disciples were in that room together worshiping, praying, waiting together just as Jesus had commanded. But when the spirit Jesus promised them did come, it moved them from that room into the world. A first sign that is the spirit of God, that is the spirit at work within us, is that the work of the spirit is never only about us but is rather ever also about God's love and saving desires for us to be made known through us for all. Which, what we do as people of God while we are called to, it was so good early this morning in the park once again to gather together on a Sunday morning as we will do again soon. Um, well, well we, we do gather together for worship and prayer and praise and word and sacrament and fellowship. When the Spirit is present and at work, there is always in this community an outward impulse that is the impulse of the Spirit to make the God whom we know in this place known in our words and deeds in every place. The second consistent thing, whenever it is that the Spirit at work within us is the Spirit of God, as opposed to one of the spirits of this world, is spoken of most clearly by Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, where after talking about faith, the first spiritual gift, and then talking about all manner of other spiritual gifts, varieties of gifts that the Spirit gifts all of us with in one way or another. Nobody, Paul says, is giftless. Paul concludes the topic of life in the Spirit by saying that none of it is worth a spiritual thing unless the heart beating beneath it all is pulsing with, with love. To paraphrase Paul, though someone may have faith stronger than anyone in the world, and someone else may be able to preach sermons better than anybody in the world, and others may do good works that just awe the world if there is not above all love love for God and for all, then what you've got, spiritually speaking, Paul says, isn't worth anything at all. It's just more noise in a world already too noisy. For as John says, God is love. So as Paul says, it can only follow that where it is the Spirit of God that is at work, it is at work in love. And sometimes, guess what? Love is loud and needs to be. As, for example, when peaceful but bold and persistent cries for racial justice take to the streets. Other times, oftentimes, love is gentle. As when neighbors feed neighbors, sometimes with food that stomachs are hungry for, sometimes with food that souls are hungry for, sometimes with food that hearts are hungry for. And then, of course, sometimes, many times, 
Love is so gentle, it doesn't make any sound at all. As neighbors, for example, are prayed for and needs are cared for by those whose greatest joy is to serve God and others behind the scenes and unnoticed. But even if you can't see the wind, you can see what the wind does. Indeed, even when the air is dead calm, when there is no wind at all, you can still see, you can feel what it does. As with every breath, what it does is give life to you and to all. And so too, whenever the Spirit moves loudly, gently, or completely silently, it can't be seen, but what it does can be seen as what it does in various ways, including through those whose faith is active in love, is give life to you and to the world for now and forever. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen.